I'm watching a lot of YouTube videos with uh, midwives and doulas, and they're all like, you can have a natural birth and don't even think about any, and it's like, we're probably going to get an epidural the second we go. I, <laughs> I wonder if I can jump in front of the epidural and just knock myself out. Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Newly Dad. It's a podcast by me, Diego Atanasio, or Greg Sanders, depending on the region you're listening in. Um, This is a podcast about uh, me becoming a dad. I am going to be a dad. Uh, This is the first episode prologue, if you will, episode uh, one, the prequel. Going to have a baby this week, so this is the first... uh, episode kind of like oh you know I, I didn't know what was gonna happen i here's all here's all the things i thought in the next week i'll be like that guy that guy didn't know anything he didn't he didn't know about the uh the epiglottis the baby's epiglottis you know how babies have weird parts that like their brain is in five parts or their skull their skull is in like four or five parts that's an important thing to remember because that's how they get out of the woman their skull does a pangea type thing so I'm just, this is, I'm getting out all the things that I don't know. And uh, so this will just be our journey, you know, our journey between me and you. And we're going to do this together because here on Newly Dads, we say everyone's a dad. So um, whether you're uh, a a male dad or a female dad or um, whatever, you know, a little league dad or you play a dad on TV or other dad, cat dad, that's a popular thing being a parent to a, a, a animal. A lot of people do that. They have animals and they say, I'm a cat mom and cat dad to the rescue or whatever, you know. Um, I adopted two cats. Not, I didn't. Uh, my wife has two cats and uh, so I have two. I guess, I don't know if legally they're mine. Like, I don't know if there would be any recourse if we got divorced. Could I say, hey, I want, uh, I want half of both of them, you know, uh, or I guess I could take one. And eh, I think I'd, I think I'd go for, uh, who was it? Solomon the King split everybody. Actually, I have a computer right here. I could check, I could Google, how do you cut a, ch- a, a cat in half? I think that's probably the easiest way to get to the bottom of that. So, um, yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is the first episode Got uh, got a lot of questions. Got a lot of questions. And if you have questions, email me at newlydadpod at gmail.com or newlydad at gmail. I haven't established the email address yet or even the podcast website or whether or not I can use the name newlydad. So that'll be a whole adventure too to see if that's taken. I should have just searched it. Should have just searched on the podcast app. Uh, if newly dad was taken, I guess I could do that right now. This is real time. It should be streaming because of how real time this is, but I'm not. All right. The podcast app, which, uh, it's like a, it's like a purple. You've seen it. It's like a purple thing for the people watching the video. It's a purple uh, microphone, I guess it's either a microphone or a man with a halo. It's a microphone emitting audio waves into the ether, or it's a man thinking about, uh, stuff two things at least there's two rings anyways type that into the search newly dad um yeah okay there's already a podcast called newly dad well that's it that's it for this series i appreciate you tuning in had lots of fun we had a lot of fun here right here on newly dad but uh like they say in uh in the dad business they can't all be winners unless you're a dad in the uh in the 2000s and everyone's a winner. Apparently, that's the way dads do it. Um, newly dad. So I'm going to try to get it. I'll have to buy. I think it's a. I think it's a. It's a South American podcast. I'll have to send them some money, um, and see if they'll sell me newly dad the name. I thought it was a good name. I wanted to have a show called Newly Wed, but that didn't have enough. I feel like the hardest thing for a podcast is the name. The hardest thing for everything is the name. Like. Oh, speaking of names, the hardest thing for a baby is the name, right? The kid's got to have a name for whatever reason. There's that uh, horse did not have a name. There was one of those. And um, 
I guess it names are important because a child by any other name would smell as just as bad. I think that's going to be the first clip of this series of this show, this show, not this series. This is on television. It could be, I guess if you put the YouTube, uh, to your TV via Apple play or the Google one, what's the Google one? Uh, I'm going to look over here. Like I have a producer. Sometimes people say, why do you wear headphones when you do a podcast? A lot of people wear headphones while they're podcasting. Uh, I don't know why everyone does it, but for me, I have to monitor the audio because I don't have a producer. There's a cat sleeping right here. I should have, he, the cat should be in the shot. I would probably get more. Um, oh, you can see it. I think you can see it. I think you can see the cat. Well, not the people listening. They can't see the cat, but um, he's gray and white. Uh, I don't know cat breeds. Uh, but he's like uh, long hair. That's part of breeds, I think. He's a long-haired cat. Uh, he does better in the cold than cats that don't have long hair. I know that about him. Anyways, I don't have a producer, so I have to look things up on my own. And uh, I also have to monitor my own audio. That's the reason for the headphones, is that I need my own audio monitored. Can't uh, Can't afford someone just yet. Don't know that I want them involved. Yeah, so maybe the kid, maybe week two. Baby's born, put them on the ones and twos on the uh, on the board. Get them, get them dialing everything in. You know, kids get uh, experience early on, you know, get them, get head start. No, no baby left behind. It's all important. So maybe I'll do that. Tune in next week. You got to find out. Oh, and also tune in to see if we had the baby. That'll be important uh, to see if we had the baby, you know, so a lot of cliffhangers this episode, a lot of cliffhangers. Uh, back to the name. Saying I'm gonna I'm gonna keep some notes. I think I should be a little more professional. I but you know what? I never did this before. Just like I never had a baby before. Theme. We brought it back. We brought back the whole thing. There's a theme. I'm gonna write that down. Theme. Um, never did this before. Can you hear the typing? I think it's important that you can hear it, so you don't think that I just have a flat thing here. Um, names. We named, oh, I should, I should have clipped where I said this will be the first clip, but now I'll have to listen to it, which is a waking nightmare. I'm never going to listen to this. This is, whew, I can't believe you're listening. If you're listening, if you're listening, thank you. And you're incredulous. You're unbelievable. I can't believe you're listening. Why would you do that? Unless you're a dad and you're a newly dad, or you're about to be a dad or you're thinking about being a dad, or you know me from stand-up. I'm a stand-up comedian. Diego Comedy on all things social media. Look me up. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Don't have a TikTok yet, but I should because uh, you should. You should have a TikTok. Because if you don't have a TikTok, uh, how is China going to see your votes? I think that was the issue with TikTok. Because that if you have a TikTok, China will see who you voted for. Um, so, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian and, uh, going to be a dad. So the de- so today is November 2nd. Today is November 2nd and we were supposed to have our baby on October 29th was the due date. But because science, as we all know, is, uh, not perfect. Science doesn't know everything. Sometimes the doctor says, how much do you weigh? And you say 160 pounds and there's no way you're 160 on the nose. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you guys if you um, followed that analogy of science and numbers? Sometimes you just, it, things are blurry, you know what? And time is a weird, is this construct. And how is every baby, it just takes 40 weeks to grow, you know? I don't think that's, I don't think that's logical. That doesn't make sense. I've been watching a lot of videos of like natural home births and the doulas are always like, or the midwives, they're like, we don't know anything about babies. Babies are the final frontier or whatever. So babies don't come on time. So it's November 2nd, three, pay, three days past our due date. Hopefully within uh, a week from today for episode one or two or whatever. Maybe this is episode zero and that'll be episode one. And then uh, and then I'll just go backwards. Uh, are you guys tired? I'm tired. I wonder how tiring, that's another question I have, and maybe I'll be able to answer it next week. People are like, oh, babies are, what, what's, the th- what's the first thing anyone tells you about a baby? They're a lot of work. Yeah, it's, a, it's, like, it's like you got a Mustang or something. It's, 
like a classic Mustang. It's a lot of work, that classic Mustang. Don't get it unless you know who its father is. That's what they say about classic Mustangs. So we're going to see how much work it is. And apparently the first couple months is the hardest. Sleep def- The baby's got to eat every two hours, which I don't know how they figured that out. I don't know how they figured it out. I mean, can it skip them? What if it's not hungry? What if it like sometimes as a person you eat too much and then you're like, I'm good on the next meal, but you've got to make the baby eat every two hours or else it'll probably be fine. It'll probably, the baby will probably be fine if it doesn't eat every two hours. Uh, I shouldn't say that. That's how you get your baby taken away. Don't even have a baby yet. Um, so yeah. Uh, call in, call in if you think I should have my baby taken away. That's probably that's kind of what I'm heading to. It's a lot of work having a podcast and talking only only me ten minutes in. Whew, a lot of work. Uh, probably not as much work as having a kid though, which is what I'm gonna do. So by comparison, this podcast will be a breeze. So all right, let's start uh, with a with a quote. I, I listen to some podcasts. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Self Helpless with Kelsey Cook, Delaney Fisher, and Taylor Tomlinson, they do a quote. So uh, let me just Google quotes, and uh, I'll start with just a random quote. Let's start with the first quote on the internet when you Google quote. Uh, The first quote is uh, people ask. I like the little Google when it has the square. It says people also ask, uh, and here it goes. People also ask, what's the best quote ever? And uh, the number one best quote of all times, according to 100 most famous quotes of all time, hubspot.blog. <laughs> uh, do you ever just wonder how people make money? How are people making money? Well, someone's making money by inventing hubspot.com. It's a blogging site. All right. Best number one quote of all, the 100 most famous quotes of all time. Number one quote, the greatest glory in living lies not, well, all right, I already, so it was already a lot. I, I went in too hot. I went in way too hot. So this quote is by Nelson Mandela. Do you guys like when people say the name after the quote or before the quote? Because I feel like at the end of the quote, if the name's really good, I have to like go back and re-listen to the quote because I was like, because if you're just like, don't cut your grass on Tuesdays, my next door neighbor. Like, I don't want, I don't care about that guy's opinion. Plus why? I, that could be very specific to him. So I like I like the name up top because then you can perk up and say, this human being is worthy of my attention. You know how uh, Jesus always said, judge the person by their name. The name, I think names is probably going to be the theme of this episode. Uh, so this quote is by Nel- Nelson uh, Mandela, a famous man who went to jail. I'm very uh, uninformed about things. I know he was in jail apartheid, uh, divorced, a freedom fighter, or playing pyramid, the pyramid game on uh, Game Show Network. This quote by Nelson Mandela, number one quote of famous of all time, the greatest glory in living lies not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. That's number one. So just don't give up. That's also... Uh, a Winston Churchill quote, never give up. He says that over and over again. And apparently he like went to a college or gave a speech somewhere and he just kept saying never give up. And then he left. He said it like a hundred times or 12 times. I don't know the story, but he kept saying never, ever give up. And maybe he added an ever every other time he said it. Never. And so 45 minutes in, he's like, never, ever, 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 ever. And someone had to hit him on the back of the head. And then he went, give up. And then he left, apparently. And that was like the most powerful speech anyone's ever given, or the second 100 most powerful speeches ever given. And uh, I think he just did not, uh, he forgot about the speech and just won it and then was like what if i just say this one thing over and over again and they'll think it's really profound because it's the only thing i said uh and they'll you know they'll still pay me because colleges pay well apparently i think to speak it's a couple grand if you're wondering i want to be transparent in uh, how much money i make none i don't make any money i'm a stand-up comedian uh, during a pandemic so imagine that and now i wasn't like making a ton of money before I think the first year I did my taxes, I made like six grand in stand-up comedy. So 
I don't know if you're aware of the poverty line in the U.S., but it's something like $16,000, some $10,000 below the poverty line. Uh, so I don't know how I'm alive. Yeah. Uh, so Winston Churchill said that to get that big fat college check. And he said, don't ever give up, which is a lot like this Nelson Mandela quote. The greatest glory in living lies not in never failing, but in rising every time we fail. And actually, he said fall, but failing, which is similar to fall if you squint and the first L becomes an I, uh, similar word, and it means similar things, which is kind of crazy. Sometimes language just lines up like that, and then sometimes the word deer uh, is two different words, and they, they're spelled different, and uh, and you're confused when you're six. Sometimes that happens. Looking forward to my baby having that experience. So uh, me and my wife, we got pregnant. Here's what happened. We got pregnant, and uh, it... Uh, it was uh, it was a surprise. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I'll probably get in trouble. It was a surprise, as in uh, we weren't uh, we weren't trying. Uh, we weren't trying to have a baby. Uh, we had a we uh, got pregnant, and uh, isn't it funny that we say we got pregnant? This is a bit I do on stage, so I'm not gonna do it here. But uh, come see me. Come check me out. DiegoAtanasio.com for my dates. I don't update that very often because I'm not working. Uh, it's funny that we get to say we're pregnant. I'm not doing anything. She's pregnant and I am a man that she knows <laughs> in the, in the biblical sense. She knows me. She knows me as a man. Uh, and she's pregnant and I'm, uh, I'm able to leave the house and completely be unpregnant and independent of that situation entirely. So very unfair, very unfair to say we are pregnant. Uh, I make sure she dates. I guess that's part of the we apparently dates. Here's here's the part of the show where we talk about tips, hot tips for the pregnant man in the year 2020. Eat some dates because according to some very, um, doesn't really seem like not shady studies uh, say that if you eat dates, it helps with pregnancy stuff. Uh, with uh, women don't have to be induced as often if they eat uh, three or six ounces a day, something like that. It's something like six... Deglet dates and uh, three uh, medjool dates because the medjool dates are almost twice as uh, weight of the of the neglet dates. Uh, three a day, you have to eat three dates a day, and uh, for the last month of your pregnancy, and it helps with not being induced and uh, maybe not getting a C section. Uh, that's our current fear right now is a C section, the, the the dreaded C section or the beloved C section. Some people love it. I think if you have like a scheduled C section, you're in and out in 20 minutes and they just uh, stamp your baby with uh, like a big acme rubber stamp it says this baby's good to go or grade a baby or whatever they say and um so but uh my wife in her birth plan which is scribbled on the back of a hardy's receipt uh says no c-section please she's um so that's what we're trying to avoid so i've been uh, uh stuffing her full of dates daily uh, we missed a couple of days, so if uh, she gets a C-section, I will blame myself for not uh, enforcing the dates enough. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have a, I don't know, a natural birth. I'm pretty sure she's going to get the epidural uh, wherever they stick that uh, in her iPhone, probably, at this point. They probably just update an epidural on your phone, and you're like, ooh, this is fast. And they go, 5G, it's real now. Because for a while, 5G was a myth. But I'm pretty sure it's still not ready, even though they say it's ready. Tim Cook and all the Apple Boys. Tim Cook and the Apple Boys. You know that gang? The Tim Cook Apple Boy gang, when they're all touting it. This dog, this cat, this dog, this cat is sleeping. This cat. Some. It's crazy how animals are affected by some sounds and not by others. Like, And different animals, too. Uh, this cat, uh, whose name shall be, uh, I don't know. I, I, I gotta talk to my wife. Should I be saying the cat's name? Should I be saying the baby's name? Apparently the baby's name is a whole big to do. Like, I don't know that I want people knowing the baby's name and I don't know if I want to know how the baby votes and who is the baby, how does the baby feel about the global warming? And so all those things are important and sensitive, that's the word I was looking for. They're all sensitive. You don't just want to throw it out there. You don't want people to think uh, that you don't care. Uh, 
I don't want my wife to yell at me. That's pretty much number one. Because we just got married. We got married during the pandemic. We got married uh, during the pandemic. And the baby is a pandemic baby. And um, yeah, so it's pretty exciting stuff. So we have a name. Maybe I'll reveal it on the next. Maybe maybe if I get five Patreons, I'll reveal them. The Patreons will know what the name is. And everyone else will think the baby's name is uh, uh, Carlito. Because my name is Diego. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that's crazy. You wouldn't be like, it's not Carlito. So it could be Carlito. Name the baby. That should be the Patreon. Name the baby. That there should be a tier where everyone in that tier, we we buckle down and we figure out a name for the baby because that's uh, that's kind of the way things are going. I would be willing to sell my baby's name and sell the rights to my baby for um, I don't know. I guess at least ten dollars a month. I guess it can't be the first tier, the five dollar tier. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta commit if you want to name my child. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, should I say the gender? Ooh, gender reveal in three, two, one. It's a boy. We're having a boy. Don't know how I feel about that. How do you, how do you, how do you men feel about having a boy? I know most men, I think want a boy. I think that's the stereotype is that men want a boy. What do men want? We want boys. You know how we chant that. Um, I think I used to want a boy because Thinking, you know, growing up every once in a while, you're like uh, thinking about what it would be like if you want children, if you don't want children. And you're like, well, what do I want? And what would that be like? And for me, when I thought about having a boy, I'm like, you know, I'll teach him stuff that I learned and like life lessons and be like better at life than me. And uh, we can work out together or whatever men do or play baseball, catch or video games. I guess that's actually a really exciting reason to have a boy is because by the time he's video game age, which I don't know, in his generation is probably going to be four or whatever. But, uh, you know, when he's eight or 12, or I don't remember when I started playing Sega Genesis was my first system. My first console was the Sega Genesis. You guys remember the Sega Genesis, the, the vehement rival to the Super Nintendo, or was it Nintendo at the time? I think it was I think it went like Nintendo, Sega, Super Nintendo. I think there was a sandwich there, but maybe I'm getting that wrong. You video game heads out there, write me at newlydadpod at gmail.com or newlydad at gmail.com. I have not figured it out yet, but I will, and I'll put it in the liner notes. Don't even know if that's real. Maybe the description. Yeah. Uh, so I got a Sega Genesis and Sonic the Hedgehog, that fast little devil. And I tried to play it with my family, my older brother, my younger sister, and uh, we couldn't figure it out. We couldn't get the game to play. We couldn't get it to start, mostly uh, for, we didn't know why. Can you guess why? Three, two, one. The cartridge was not pushed in far enough in what feels like for hours, and I wish I could, you know how you want to see some parts of your life again, but most of it you're like, I don't want to see that part of my life again. And part of me hopes that the, and when when you go to die in the flash, the flash of uh, I saw my whole life flash before my eyes. You kind of hope that's real, but you kind of don't. And like, is it the whole, or is it just the hits, or is it the bad stuff? I wonder what it's like. I'm sure I'll find out because I'm gonna die probably. Uh the, so the Sega Genesis. I would love to see how long it took our family to figure out that the cartridge was not pushed in all the way. I wonder how long it took, but at some point, I don't know who figured it out. We definitely didn't look it up on the internet in 1992. Um, we just pushed the cartridge in all the way because, because you can push it in and then pushing it in all the way kind of feels uncomfortable. Like you're kind of like, am I messing this thing up? So, um, when we finally figured it out, we played Sega, um, for the rest of our lives. Uh, to this day, it's it's sad. It's 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 fabled that to this day he's still playing Sonic the Hedgehog, and collecting rings. Um, so as my boy grows up uh, to video game age, it'll be amazing to see what video games he'll have, like PlayStation Six at that point or something like that. And it's probably gonna be crazy and 4K and VR and um, just computers are also a thing. Uh, maybe. Uh, Maybe phone gaming will actually take off and uh, 
augmented reality. They've been pushing that for a while. I, I don't like that. Uh, every single iPhone event they show, they're like, oh, in our augmented reality where you can hold it up and it shows you what a poster would look like on that wall. And nobody ever uses that stuff, even though they've been pushing it for years. Um, that's an exciting reason to have a boy. I think that's a good reason to have a boy. But uh, then I started substitute teaching. So I always thought, yeah, sure. I'd probably want a boy. Um, I, I feel like I didn't even consider, I feel like I just said, it was just in my head when I was thinking about having a kid, it was just always a boy, but I really consider having a boy or a girl. And then I started substitute teaching a couple of years ago and I was like, I don't like little boys. Little boys are mostly annoying. Uh, and then it was interesting to me how cute little girls were like, Every, like I, you know, I do a different classroom every day or however often. And every day, at least like, you know, every couple days, there'd be one little girl that was like, oh, that's the cutest little girl I've ever seen. And she was so nice. And I was like, wow. So I started thinking maybe it would be cool to have a little girl, you know, and there's that whole daddy's little princess thing that I think people like. Um, so then I was like, oh, it would be really cool to have a girl. And I think, and my wife wanted a girl. Uh, I think women want girls stereotypically. That's a, that's a thing that we have to abolish the notion that women want girls and that men want boys and the dogs are boys and the cats are girls and the squirrels, uh, hate the male and that beavers won't eat on Tuesdays and wouldn't, you know, also when they shouldn't be cutting their lawn because of your neighbor's advice, the 100 famous quotes of all time, Nelson Mandela and Winston Churchill. All right. Quote number two. Walt Disney, did you like how he did that? Now you're listening because Walt, he uh, had some things to say that were not particularly uh, uh, PC. I don't really want to, I don't know the engagement level on this podcast in terms of what I want to say, but uh, 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 user-friendly, um, parental guidance. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it uh, keep it clean here. So Walt Disney, uh, at least publicly, I think was a nice man. Uh, he said, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Yeah, I should have read that quote before I read it out loud. Not a very, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not wrong. It's not, I mean, that's not the way to get started. That's just the way to stop talking. Oh, and begin doing. I see. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you can talk while you get going. That's one of my favorite things to do is like set something up while I'm on the phone with my friend. Zachary Burkar of the Salsa Parlor. See that sticker? It's a Salsa Parlor East Lansing uh, Comedy Collective. Uh, you guys should check out their shows. They do live streams, a lot of things. Anyways, I was talking to him as I was setting this up, and I got that done. So uh, too bad, Walt Disney. Too bad. Number three famous quote is by Steve Jobs. So we go Nelson Mandela, Walt Disney, and then Steve Jobs. Not that Steve Jobs isn't like... Steve Jobs, I mean, he did a lot for the world or whatever, but it's like, you know, I don't know that he's in the category of Walt Disney and Nelson Mandela. So, okay, well, I'm not going to read anymore. Oh, there's a John Lennon quote. You guys want to hear the John Lennon quote? He said, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. So that's his take on life. So best quotes of all time. Quotes by famous people. Okay, I think I read the wrong list. Anyways. That's our quote for the day is the thing. So then I thought, I want a girl. and uh, But then we had a boy, or we're having a boy, or at least that's what the doctors tell us. I guess they could be wrong. They could be wrong about uh, what we're having. But uh, I don't think they are because they showed me a picture of the boy, and uh, it looks like a boy, if you know what I mean. If you get my drift, he, he was wearing blue in, in utero. Um so we're having a boy and I'm like, okay, that'll be cool because video games and uh, we can play badminton. I really like badminton and uh, I think that would be fun. And I am, uh, I'm 34 now. So by the time he can play badminton, I will definitely have a bad back. So I will have a bad, bad backminton. I will have a bad backminton and uh, that'll be great because then he'll be like, come on, pop. And I'll be like, but my back, I got to ice it. Or shoot stem cells into it or whatever's happening. 14, 12, 9 years. How old are kids when they play badminton for the first time? 9 years from now. 2029. Wow, that's going to be great. Can you imagine uh, what kind of pandemic we'll have then? 
what, what upgraded six G pandemic will be at uh, pandemic faster than ever, more more fast, going faster. Pandemic twenty twenty nine, and then I'll be like, oh my badminton. So um, having a boy, and yeah, I'm getting pretty excited. Here's the thing that uh, maybe this is my, and it hundred percent is my emotional baggage and uh, lack of maturity, but. Uh, I don't know. It just seems crazy. It's like, I'm going to have to like love a, a boy. You know, I've never loved a boy in my life. You know, I've uh, exclusively dated women and loved women. Uh, but uh, it's just interesting. I don't know. Maybe it'll be fine. I mean, it'll probably be fine or I'll probably just fake it. It'll probably be fine. It'll probably be fine. I'm not, I'm not too worried, you know, about loving a boy, but it's just a confusing concept to me. It's it's one of those things that I'm going to find out and I'm going to be like, oh, what was I ever, why was I, why did I ever think about it for half a second? So tune in next week and I'll be like, I love this little boy, which I don't get when people are like, I saw the baby and I loved it. And that's probably something I'll understand next week. But uh, it's like, yeah, but maybe, you know, maybe I'll like him and it's like, oh, I got to get to know him, you know? It's like, I don't want to, it's like when, Ugh, celebrities or musicians are on stage and someone screams, I love you. And they scream, no, I love you. And it's like, you don't know that guy. You might hate that guy. And it's like your worst enemy could have showed up at the venue, just screamed, I love you. And then you're yelling, I love you back. And then you see him and you're like, oh, wait, is that Gary? And you're like, oh no, I actually, I dislike you. Everyone else I love. I don't think we should throw the word love around so much, even though John Lennon's fifth quote is something about love and all that you need. But, you know, that's like nice and wishful thinking, but most people don't love everyone. Most people don't like everyone, and I think that's okay. Um, anyways, so we're looking forward to this birth. We're scared. I'm scared. I'm having stress dreams. I think I wake up uh, worried for no reason, but uh, it's because, oh, I just saw a picture of two babies inside. That's insane. That is insane. So we're worried. I'm... Uh, I'm watching a lot of YouTube videos with uh, midwives and doulas, and they're all like, you can have a natural birth and don't even think about any, and it's like, we're probably going to get an epidural the second we go. I, w- <laughs> I wonder if I can jump in front of the epidural and just knock myself out. Just, <laughs> I, it, I guess it like makes you not feel your legs, so then I can uh, just hang out for the rest of it. Um, looking forward to that, so... Looking forward to the epidural and uh, coaching her through the breathing. The breathing's a whole thing. And here's something that I didn't know. I thought that when the woman goes into labor, you got to go to the hospital right away. But apparently that's not the situation. Apparently it takes a minute, uh, up to hours, before it's necessary to go to the hospital, before the um, contractions are a certain distance apart and they... uh, they uh, they smell a certain way, and they uh, they RSVP to your party, but they don't show up. There's like a behavior to the contractions that I learned all about. There's a five one one rule where uh, you're having contractions five minutes apart, and they last for one minute, and it's been going on for an hour. That's a rule of thumb for when to go to the hospital. And you listen to these other people, and they're like, "No, you can wait till they're three minutes apart." And they're 60 to 90 seconds, or maybe it's just a minute. But there's people believe all sorts of different things and have different rules. But I guess 501 is pretty common. So um, you, you want to labor at home as long as possible. Uh, so we're just going to hang out and uh, watch Netflix, I guess. Or I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I guess moving is important. They watch videos and they're like, slow dance with your wife when she's in labor. That'll really help her. Take your wife on a date, you know, and just, <laughs> just stay, go go to a nice restaurant, get a get a get a daiquiri and a virgin for her, and 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 go see a movie and and love your wife, and then and then go on a trip, and then as soon as your contractions are five minutes apart, and for one minute long, and for at least an hour, then go to the hospital. Um, Somebody was saying that you want to wait till she's at least five centimeters dilated, which most people don't know how to do that. So that's not good for anyone unless you're a doula and your partner is in labor and you know how to do that stuff or, or a midwife or a doctor or other people, a woodworker, I guess would probably be familiar with centimeters. 
uh, or an engineer or a math man. Those are all things that uh, the five centimeter rule could apply because you have to be complete, ready to push is at 10 centimeters, I think. That's what you're, that's the golden number. The golden birth number is 10 centimeters. Whoever came up with that probably came up with 40 weeks to get a baby ready. So we are not, uh, not going to comply. Just kidding. We're going to do the best we can. Uh, I'm learning about the phases. Okay. Here, the phases of, uh, childbirth are one, uh, go on a date Two, uh, drink too much. Three. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, stages of labor. First is early labor. That's the first. I'm reading from this uh, pamphlet, by the way, that says Understanding Birth, a Comprehensive Guide. That's what it says here. It's a comprehensive guide. To, it's got a baby on it, so you know it's about babies. Um, understanding Birth, a Comprehensive. First stage is early labor. How long, how long does early labor s- is supposed to last, you might ask? Six to 12 plus hours may last a day or more. That's, you know, when you hear about those women who are in labor for 49 hours or 72 hours, like the entire, uh, the, the entire storm of Normandy, they're in labor the whole time. And you're like, wow, that's a, that's the craziest thing ever. And the dad's just falling asleep because he's like, oh, it takes forever for this lady to have this baby. So the first stage is early labor. Can take a day or more. Uh, contractions are mild and spaced five to thirty minutes apart. The cervix dilates from zero to six centimeters. Uh, some of this change starts prior to labor. Uh, here's some emotions you can expect during early stage of the uh, first stage. Early labor is excited but anxious about how labor will go and how can partners help that's me how can i help during the first stage of labor help time contractions and rest i I think it means help rest don't uh don't like relax don't kick your feet up while your partner is in labor take a walk together here this is the date the date ideas i was talking about take a walk together offer books card games and other calm activities do a puzzle. Start a uh, start the Sims game. Start a whole Sims. That's a good one. Here's some tips. Most expect most expectant parents feel more comfortable if they stay home during labor. This is a good time to drink water, eat light snacks, rest, or take a short walk. A warm shower or bath may feel nice, but check with your health care provider before you get in the tub if you think your water has broken. There's a whole broken water thing too, right? That's like a big movie moment where my water broke and she can't believe it. Even though she's been pregnant for nine months, she still can't believe that her water broke. Uh, (laughs) um, When to go to the hospital. Here's where the five and one thing is. It's likely that you'll not need to go to the hospital until your contractions are five minutes apart. Last one minute each and continue this pattern for one hour. Use the five one one as a general rule. But uh, always follow your healthcare provider's instructions and trust your instincts. That's a big thing that I was seeing in a lot of videos. They were like women, uh, uh, the female is more naturally instinctive. instinctive. Uh, They have instincts. Everyone has instincts, but uh, women have women instincts. Females have female instincts. And they know their bodies better than the uh, the back of their hand, which is also on their body. So uh, follow your instinct. That's like a big, that's a big deal. It's a big deal for uh, for the labor process. Is listen to your body. If you think it's time to push, it's time to push. If you think it's time to call it a day, take a nap. Uh, if you think uh, if you if you're like nah, let's not do this. Uh, don't do it. You just leave. You know, go. Uh, I think if you cross the Mexican border, then they can't legally obligate you to continue pushing. Uh, active labor. Here we go. All right, first stage. So it's confusing. So there's first stage early labor and there's first stage active labor, which so it goes early labor, active labor. So now in active labor, it can last three to five hours or more and contractions are stronger. They last 45 to 60 seconds and are three to five minutes apart. So they're stronger, they're coming fast and they're coming hard. Uh, Other physical symptoms, spots of blood called the show or the bloody show as I remember in 30 year old virgin or not 40, the same guy, Apatow, uh, knocked up, 
he talked about the bloody show and that and she was all like you read the book and he was all like i stopped doing drugs for you and then happy ending judd apatow makes a billion dollars uh, the cervix dilates. Uh, this is normal, indicates that your labor is progressing, progressive. Uh, this labor is sponsored by progressive. The bag of water may break due to the strong contractions. More serious and focused are your emotions. How can your partner help? Assist mom in changing her positions. That's a big deal. Apparently, you need to flip over. There's the peanut ball you want to get between your legs or uh, the regular ball that you want to lay on or sit on. Bouncing is good. Hip thrusting is good. Um, I guess changing positions is really important. This is something that I kept seeing repeated that you want to be off your back as much as possible. Apparently, contractions on your back, according to one lady, didn't cross-reference this YouTube video. Um, but she seems like she's seen a lot of uh, labor and uh, has had a couple kids herself said that contractions on your back are way more uh, painful than contractions upright. She recommended having contractions on the toilet, sitting on the toilet. Because um, upright contractions help with something. Didn't do enough research to talk about this. Okay, so how can your heart partner help? Change positions, help with relaxation and comfort methods like breathing, you know. Uh, circular breathing, you breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for six seconds um, to slow down and relax and uh, other things that breathing does, uh, feed your muscles. The mitochondria, powerhouse of the cell. Okay, so that's the, I think that's the end of stage one. Oh, no, there's one more part to stage one. It's called the transition stage. So stage one seems like it has three parts. It has early labor, active labor, and here's the third part to stage one, transition uh, how long does the transition last? 30 minutes to two hours seems, um, I th possibly the shortest, the shortest part of, uh, first stage of labor, but apparently it's, uh, it's not great. It's, uh, I think it's really intense. Uh, contractions and dilation, contraction is, are at their strongest. They last 45 to 60 seconds and are one to three minutes apart. So real fast, real strong. Yeah. Barely get a break. This is probably uh, where you, uh, and where she goes, you did this to me, or you put this baby inside. She threatens your life. This is that's what they, they should put here. Your life will be threatened. Uh, don't sign any paperwork during this phase. Uh, other physical symptoms of the transition is the chills, shaking, nausea, and increased pressure in the pelvis and rectum. Harley knew her. Uh, emotions are frustrated and more dependent on support people. Apparently, this can be the I don't think I can do this phase, that I'm done, and uh, that's a good sign. Apparently, that's like you're almost there if you're at your breaking point and you're like, I really don't think I can do this. But then you do it and you're like, oh, I could do it all along. I can Now I can raise this baby the way he was meant to be raised. Um, so as a partner, you want to offer increased emotional support uh, with encouraging words, perhaps a quote by Winston Churchill or Nelson Mandela or Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, but pull out that Steve Jobs quote during the transition phase of stage one. Uh, I think that's what I would recommend. Say say the Steve Jobs quote. And not like a good one either. Just be like, oh, and one more thing, iPad Pro with, with LTE. Isn't that incredible? Wasn't that cool when the iPad got uh, like LTE so you could just go on the internet wherever you were on your phone? On your iPad as if it was a phone um, for some reason. That was pretty cool. I like that part of history. Okay, so now transition's over. We're almost done. We're almost out of here. Not just this, but also the podcast. We're almost done with the podcast. Uh, stage two. Now you're in a stage two. After all that, there's just stage two. Stage two, pushing. This is the part where you push. It lasts for 20, to, 20 minutes to three hours. Also a short phase, uh, potentially shorter than the even transition. Uh, contractions are still longer in duration, 60 to 90 seconds, but are usually less intense and occur three to five minutes apart. Your cervix will be fully dilated and or sent 10 centimeters. Uh, urges uh, to bear down is one of the physical symptoms and to push. So uh, something that I heard, I saw in a video was that a lot of times healthcare providers, first of all, Apparently, healthcare providers are the enemy. They will make you do everything and the snowball effect where 
Uh, the snowball effect is where medical interventions lead to more medical interventions. And then you get a C-section. Then you're like, where's my baby? And they're like, we sent it to Russia. And uh, so healthcare providers are the enemy and you got to stand your ground. Um, so something that I heard that seemed kind of important, maybe you guys will like this and uh, know about this, is that uh, after transition, just because you're at 10 centimeters dilate, dilated doesn't mean that you should push right away. Uh, a lot of times people are told to push and they don't want to push and they're too tired to push right after the whole really intense transition last the dilation phase. Um, so they say, and this goes back to what we talked about earlier, listen to your body, listen to your body. Um, you're going to get the urge to push. And if you don't have the urge to push, maybe rest a little bit. It, it might be right around the corner of the urge to push just because you're dilated doesn't mean you shouldn't rest and you probably should rest because uh, pushing is probably really intense. But what do I know? I'm just a man. I'm just a man who will never know. I had kidney stones, I think, once, and that hurt a lot. Um, and drank a lot of water, but I would wake up with a lot of pain and then I would roll around and uh, be like, oh, I wish I had a baby or whatever. Um, anyways, so urge to bear down. So you will get an urge to bear down uh, and push with contractions. Uh, your emotions will be tired. Uh, tired is, is tired an emotion. Tired is kind of just like the way you feel. I don't know if it's an emotion, but anyways, you'll be tired and uh, your contractions, uh, how partners can help you. Uh, help mom move into comfortable, productive positions. Apparently pushing upright is more advantageous than pushing on your back, but if you have an epidural, apparently... That's a whole thing. That's a whole nother bag of uh, bag of babies. If you have an epidural, it's not great for uh, you know, your 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 legs don't work, so you can't get up. You can't. Uh, so you, I don't know if you can push not on your back. I think there's a there's a bar you can hold on to, so maybe they can help you be upright. But apparently, it's a little easier to push upright, and uh, will help in not tearing, which is a whole nother terrifying birth concept this is the tearing i don't know if we'll have time to go down that friday the 13th hole um so help mom move into comfortable productive positions it's productive i assume meaning you know that will help uh there may be a period of about 20 minutes between full dilation and feeling more contractions take time to rest okay so that's what i was talking about between full dial of about 20 minutes so relax um during the st this stage of the second stage of labor, baby moves down through the pelvis. This is called descent. Descent is measured by where your baby's head sits, called pelvic station. It would be like it, if you would like to know about your baby's station, you can ask your doctor or midwife during cervical checks. So you got to be like, hey, what station is my baby at? And, and then he goes, Grand River, walk sign, bone skull plates as you push your baby's head descends and then slips back slightly between contractions oh two steps forward one step back baby as you push your baby's head descends and then slips back slightly between contractions your baby's skull is made up of separate bony plates the pangea thing we talked about earlier these plates slide over each other to help the head fit through the birth canal this gives may many newborns a cone-shaped head in the first days or weeks after birth. So you will have a conehead baby sometimes. Okay, that's stage two pushing. Stage two birth, the big show. You guys ready for it? This is the, uh, the main event, I think. Birth is the big one. With the last few pushes, the baby's head's crown. The baby's head crowns. Or if you have multiple, they crown separately in tandem. I don't know. This is when it stretches the vaginal opening and does not slip back between contractions. Oh, no, no more going back. There's no way. There's the only way out is forward, Winston Churchill. Next, your baby extends their neck. There's a typo here. They spelled there. I'm going to write them. They spelled there, T-H-I-E-R, not E-I-R. Mm. And lifts their chin, allowing their head to move through the birth canal. The baby's head usually emerges face down and then turns. With the next push, one shoulder comes out, then the other. After the shoulders are free, your baby is born. Yep, and then he's born. You got a new baby. Here are some reactions I think you're going to have to the baby being born. 
uh, emotions uh, may vary. You may feel shaky, overjoyed, relieved, or very tired, and possibly all of those at once. And some super emotion, if you saw the movie Inside Out, uh, that one, uh, he had a he had a machine gun, and he was like, I'm going to get you, everybody else. And Joy was like, that makes me sad, or sadness said that. And Joy was like, I feel good about getting mowed down by a machine gun. Your partner may have a response that is similar or completely different from your own because you're separate people. That's important to remember during this birthing process. You know, I'll be chilling and she'll be uh, in the most pain of her life, according to uh, movies I've seen. Just remember, there is no right way to feel. I think that's I think that's good advice in general. But just remember, there's no right way to feel that uh, if you feel like how you feel, that's how you feel. There's no way around it. John Lennon. Take note. Skin-to-skin contact, uh, also controversial. Should you touch your baby to yourself if you haven't signed a waiver or whatever? Oh, there's more stages, but hold on. Skin-to-skin contact. Hold your baby on your bare chest as soon as they are born with no clothes or blanket between you. This helps regulate temperature, breathing, and the blood sugar levels. Newborns held skin-to-skin also breastfeed sooner. So if you're trying to if you're trying to get it the breastfeeding in, hold them skin to skin. You may also notice that your baby calms down when they feel your warm skin. Studies show that babies held skin to skin right after birth cry less in the first 90 minutes of life than those who were not held this way. Ah, stage three, placenta delivery. You deliver the placenta. No one wants to hear about that. Stage four, recovering and breastfeeding. You, you hang out, you, you breastfeed the baby. Um, you know, I feel like we covered the important ones. These are, you know, these are like fun little directors, extras that, you, I mean, it's important to deliver the placenta and breastfeed apparently, but, uh, you know, the big ones we covered and then they, they go over some birthing stories, some examples, some other things, and, uh, that's it. Then you got a baby. So that's what I'm going to go through. Uh, I hope I'm being cool about it, but I'm freaking out inside. I am screaming, uh, let me know how you dealt with it. If you're a dad or a mom, or you've seen it happen, or you just have a vivid imagination, that would be helpful too. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all we're going to do today. And next week I'll hold the baby up and I'll be like, look, look, I wasn't lying. This wasn't a publicity stunt unless I rented this baby, which I guess I could do. If I don't know if that's a thing, but, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll tell you his name. Maybe I'll tell you his favorite color. If Do babies see colors like animals? Are they like dogs for a while where they only see black and white? Uh, and then they can all, then they, then they, then they see colors. They get colors installed. The cable guy shows up and he's like, hey, where do you want the colors for this baby? And you're like, in the baby. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. All things that we're going to find out. So send your questions, your comments. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check me out at Diego Comedy on social media. Uh, that's D-I-E-G-O. Uh, easy way to remember that is die go. Uh, so you're going to die and then you're going to go. Uh, Diego Comedy at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send me any emails personally, I'll set up a, an email for the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Thanks, thanks, newly dads. Uh, you dads out there, have a good time, and uh, I'll catch you next time. I'm going to do this thing where I put my hat on at the very end, and I just go, all right, time to go.